Hey, Brett. 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 What? Oh, oh, oh. Hey, Nick. Hey. I'm I'm just listening to our first episode of the season on onlyness all the way back in October, which, man, that sort of feels like a lifetime ago. Anyway, I'm just I'm just sitting here chilling, reminiscing about the season. Reminiscing with who? Myself. <laughs> all right. But now you're here. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm reminiscing with you. Do Do you remember when we were putting out the onlyness episode, and I told you that I felt that so much of what I was thinking of talking about in season four was actually in that book by mm-hmm. Nilifer Merchant. I remember. Yeah, I sort of felt like in some ways that one episode was foreshadowing the whole season. I think I think I even might have said it in the episode. And in many ways, onlyness will be weaving its way throughout this season. That is what Where There's Smoke 2.0 is all about galvanizing our onlyness, becoming a fertile soil for ideas and for those who want to change themselves and change the world. That's the mission. Whoa, whoa, well, how did you do that? Are you like a wizard or something? It is well-established canon, Brett, that I'm allowed to pull things into the edit whenever I want. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah, sweet. That's sweet. Okay, okay. So anyway, look, if you recall, I said to you that I sort of imagined this season would have a thread, almost like a, like an ongoing story, not constantly, but consistently. I even used the X-Files as an analogy, right? If for those people who used to watch the X-Files, it was sort of always this ongoing story in a season, but then there were these one-off episodes here and there that didn't really link to the bigger story. And I sort of thought our season would be like that. And so I'm just reminiscing with myself. I'm, I'm listening back partly to see if that came to fruition and also to sort of ask what it means, you know, now that we're coming to the end of the season. I mean, I don't know if you remember this, Nick, but I do because, well, <laughs> I just listened to it. <laughs> right. Uh, but we made a pretty bold call to action at the end of our first episode this season. Nick. What? Nick. What? I thought you were I thought you were in the edit. I thought you'd like play the end of the episode there. Oh, I was just like showing off before. <laughs> but do you really like want to do this? Because we could go all TV trope and make it like a clip show, like the Simpsons did that one time. Although I feel like we would need some sort of inciting incident. Like like if you were thinking of quitting and maybe we were looking back, I was trying to convince you not to or classic if you had amnesia and I was playing clips from the season to try and jog your memory. How about that? Or it could just be because I was referencing something and then you play the clip. Yeah, but I just don't think that's as cool as amnesia, Brett. (laughs) Okay, look, look, I'm open to the amnesia thing, okay? But for now, could you just play that final moment from the first episode of season four? What? You mean you don't remember how we ended the first show of the season, Brett? It was a call to action. Maybe this will jog your memory. And so, while this episode is ending, the rest of our journey is just beginning. Let's leave here with the same five-word call to action that ends the power of loneliness. Let's go dent the world. See, that's a bold call to action, Nick. I'm so glad you remember now, Brett. Yes. And, and I think that through this season, we continued to explore and provide tools to help people make that dent, I think. But I feel like now 
here on the tail end of the season, I, I just I sort of want to pull that thread and see what unravels in front of us. And maybe get your memory back, right? <laughs> sure, sure, <laughs> Nick. And, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, I'll, I'll get my memory back. Stay tuned. Welcome to Where There's Smoke, the show where we explore self-development through the lens of current events, pop culture, and experience. This week, we are taking a short look back as we take a longer look forward and talk about urgency and taking action. My name is Brett Gaida, and after a season of goofing off here, how about we go back to the old standard? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not agree to this. But for you, Brett, sure. And I'm Nick Jaworski. Huh, that's sort of refreshing. Let's start the show. So just last episode, you posed this question, Nick. If you could tell the world just one thing, what would it be? And a couple of months ago in our episode written and hosted by Kristen and Teresa, they talked about how there is only one you. At the end of the day, you are a secret. You have lived a truly unique life and there's no other person on this entire planet who has your story. And this sentiment echoes the foundation of Nilifer Merchant's onlyness concept. So onlyness, each of us stands in a spot in the world only you stand in, a function of your history and experience, visions and hopes. From that place is how all value creation has always happened. Man, you're really on these clips, Nick. Thanks. So there is only one you, only one me, only one all of us. And we get to decide what we want to say to the world, what ideas we want to bring to the world, and how we want to influence and impact the world. That is within our control. And if you recall, when speaking of bringing ideas to the world, Nilifer broke it down to three phases, which I shared in that first episode of this season. At a recent event in Milwaukee, Nilifer illustrated the three important phases of onlyness by using her arms and hands to reenact the growth of a tree. First come the roots, your sense of self bursting up from the ground to form a trunk. This is claiming your idea. Then come the branches, your idea spreading to your immediate community of like minds. And finally, the leaves and fruit, the galvanization and the virality of the idea. So how did we do? If this season had a thread of onlyness running through it, which I think it did, did we help you? Did we help you to know yourself and what you want to say, do, or create? And if we did succeed and you do have that clarity, did we better equip you to put it out there? To say, do, and or create it successfully in a way that influences and impacts other people. I can certainly see how we dug into elements of that first one in a lot of our episodes. Knowing Me, Knowing You on Understanding, Eat, Be, Move, which was about exploration, and our 48-hour challenge episode on self-acceptance titled How You Are, 
who you are. All of these episodes explored ways to look inward and understand ourselves. And at different points this season, both Nick and I highlighted how important we believe it is to know ourselves. Because I just thought, wow, like how often are we trying to change ourselves because we think that's the road to success? When perhaps the road to success is really about knowing ourselves. Self-acceptance is a tough concept because before you can even get to self-acceptance, you have to get to self-awareness. I mean, how can you accept the things you don't even recognize about yourself? I mean, we felt it was so important that we went so far as to make it a rule. And I, I hate rules. So maybe we need a new rule. The new rule says, understand yourself so you can best understand others so you can be happy, do really cool and great things in the world, and treat other people the way they want to be treated. Actually, how about we call that the adamantium rule? I mean, it's a bit wordy, but there's no denying its strength. And we didn't just say it was important. We shared stories with you about people putting in the work to know themselves better. And so... Um, you know, exploration is one of those things that you don't know what you're going to learn, but you do it anyway. You do it because you'll ascertain something about yourself or, or the human thread in general. And I kind of think that travel is as much about self-reflection and self-actualization as it is about seeing that place. And so for me, this is the one thing that has made the huge difference for me in, in this self-acceptance compassion area, which is doing a meditation practice called Meta. And that led me to go into my own research and look into it as much as possible. And I would just start kind of writing. I would start typing things. I would start drawing for the first time. I remember very vividly, uh, you know, getting uh, a pad of paper and some micron pens and just experimenting uh, and kind of seeing what happened. All right, so it seems like we covered that aspect pretty well. We covered the importance of knowing yourself. Which brings us to the second question. Once you have a clear sense of yourself and of what it is that you want to say or do and create, how can you most effectively put it out there? And again, on this count, I think we did a pretty good job if I don't say so myself. We showed you people who took the time to figure out how to share their message with the world. We had Brett sharing the story of Gord Downey's life in A Head by a Century. We had the remarkable transformation from Chad Murphy to Lord Birthday in our episode on expression. We had Blue Rodeo's Jim Cuddy finding strength in collaboration. And of course, we had the specialness that is Mr. Rogers just being Mr. Rogers, which to me means that his power and message comes through his sincerity. He even turns the hardened heart of a senator from Rhode Island into action. Well, I'm supposed to be a pretty tough guy, and this is the first time I've had goosebumps for the last two days. Now, look, I'm, I'm just a former music teacher and military percussionist turned podcaster. So what do I really know? That's how we brought in Chris Atkinson in our engagement episode, an expert on this. And he would definitely agree with me on my view of Mr. Rogers. Don't get overly influenced by that media version of what inspiration is right it, it's not about the big extroverted 
characters it's a function of how authentic you are how inspirational you are your capacity to inspire others is about how much you're willing to risk of yourself in the way you communicate right it's the extent to which you can kind of speak from your heart but even if you know that expression and expression of self is important it's also important to remember what lisa jacob said in how you are who you are about just doing the work but if you want to do the work, it's some of the bravest work you can do. I mean, dealing with yourself, that's massive. That takes courage. That takes guts. Um, and it's really difficult. And then there's Chad, I mean, then there's Lord Birthday, of course, who is a perfect example of the idea that there is a form of expression that is unique to you that may seem insane or even outside of where you are now, but you don't really get to make a difference in the world until you figure out what that is for you. And Lord Birthday himself would tell you that you can find it. I, I would have thought that was impossible, like impossible to evolve myself from where I was to, to this person. And somehow that sort of ability to flex uh, our sense of identity and, and, and shift that and evolve that and, and kind of mold that into new forms. That's been kind of reaffirmed to me again and again uh, in this experience. So then it really comes down to this question. What's it going to take for you to do it? I mean, what are you waiting for? Back when I was a music teacher, we would be in rehearsal. Uh, let's say it was a less than productive rehearsal. And afterwards, I'd ask the kids, like, well, what'd you guys think of this rehearsal? And they'd say, oh, it was bad and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'd say, okay, well, then question for everybody. Do we all want to succeed at this? Is this something that we even want to do? And, you know, they'd say yes or sh shake, nod their head or whatever. And when they did that, I'd say, okay, well, if not now when and honestly i think that's where we are now in this season with this podcast with you our dear explorers because sometimes the danger of being caught in a self-development loop is that you can get caught up learning how to improve how to be better but you never take the steps you need to take to actually be the person you want to be or live the life that you want to live i think that is it nick the the, the word that keeps echoing in my head is urgency and it is paired up with FOMO of all things fear of missing out now FOMO is often talked about as a social anxiety linked to missing some sort of opportunity outside of yourself some experience that others are having but when we talk about FOMO I think we are talking about the wrong things what if the opportunity you are missing is to be yourself and to make a difference. Perhaps instead of FOMO, it's FOMI, fear of missing you. Fear of getting to the end of your life and realizing you never did you. You never shared your onlyness. You never fully expressed yourself. You never lived in integrity. You weren't sincere. You never accomplished goals you really cared about with the one life you had to say something to the world that mattered to you. You said something else that didn't. Or maybe worse, you said nothing. 
I don't remember where I heard this, but it is written in one of my notebooks from talks and courses I've attended over the years. It reads, Hell on earth would be to one day meet the incredible man or woman you could have become, and they are a stranger to you. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want that hell. I don't want to live in the darkest time. Well, I don't know about you, but I've heard enough. And this show has never been about us talking to you or us having the answers. It's always been an invitation to change for not just you, but for all of us. And so, well, I guess we got to go too. We can't just sit on this metaphorical beach talking to all of you and expect to make the kind of impact that we want to make. No matter how good the pina coladas are here. I mean, they're so good. They, they serve them in little coconut shells and they, they, just, they just keep coming. I mean, they just, right, right. as soon there as I'm no at the bottom. There is no time for that what? right now. We've oh, got to go. We've got to go. Sorry. Yeah, 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 Nick. I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> we uh, we got to go. Okay, okay, I'm coming. I call shotgun. Now exiting Metaphor Beach. Next stop, to be determined. <laughs>